You and me, MBPD. Episode 8. Social media. So, I recently downloaded TikTok. And let me tell you, as a 28-year-old person with a child with mental health issues and some aspects of body dysmorphia and social anxiety and all the other things that I deal with, TikTok is just like the craziest place I think I've ever experienced. It's like a bombardment of just sounds and videos and people and concepts and I don't know how, but somehow within about a week of having TikTok, it already knows I have borderline personality, so I've been getting all of these recommended videos about, you know, teenagers talking about what borderline personality is like for them and saying they can't get diagnosed because they're too young and all this different stuff. And it made me really think about how social media is used specifically by people with mental illness or specifically with personality disorders. So I started an Instagram back when I had my son and I was a single mom and I it was private and I never expected to become public. And then I deleted that <laughs> and I was going through a really hard time and I just needed to start over again. So I started my new Instagram, journeybound or journey.bound um, back in 20, I don't know, 2015. And it started private as well. And then I eventually opened it up to being public. And I've consistently posted on there for a couple of years now. And I've taken breaks here and there because my social anxiety comes from feeling like people are judging me. Um, I'm feeling really scared of people's judgment. And it gives me a lot of anxiety and I literally would stay up late at night contemplating what I was going to post the next day and then how I was going to post it and hope to get people to like it and I started formulating what I wanted my online persona to be like and it just became so overwhelming for me that I've had to step away and so I stepped away from Instagram for a little bit and I took a bit of a break and then I was watching TikTok compilations on YouTube because some of them are so funny and I was like, oh, I want to get in on TikTok because that could be cool. And so I got it and I don't know, somehow it found out everything about me. It found out that I have social anxiety, it found out that I have borderline personality, it it found out that I struggle with fertility issues, like all of these different things that on the one hand made me feel like, oh, okay, there are other people out there who are feeling these things, who are going through what I'm going through. Um, It's like a sense of community because people are so much more open on TikTok than they are on Instagram. Instagram, I've found, has been so much more business-oriented or people really trying to get followers and likes and... It's, it's a lot more aesthetic, while TikTok is just kind of a mashup of everything. And it makes me wonder, what is social media doing 
to actually help or hurt people with mental health issues. So I started researching, as I often do for these podcasts, and I found a couple of things that I I thought might be interesting. Back in 2007, so like even before Twitter and everything came out, there was a study that was done, um, and it was called Social Networks and BPD, or in BPD persons. And social networks used, used to mean your friends, or your coworkers, or, you know, the people that surrounded you in your everyday life. And so this, this specifically looks at social networks, but it also kind of explores the preliminaries of what would go into making social media. Um, they found that, that people with BPD are more often likely to block people or to, you know, erase people um, from their phones or their emails or whatever. Um, they're also more likely to cut off people, um, so to to not want to talk to certain people anymore. And I found that I do that too. I will follow someone and then unfollow them and then follow them again. And it's almost like my brain can't make up what I really want to get from this person. Um, and in this specific study, they found that A lot of people with BPD tend to follow or continue to follow their old lovers or their old partners. And that was really interesting to me because, I mean, I'm married, obviously. Um, I have an episode with my husband a couple of episodes back, but I've even found that that's, that's been something that I've found is sometimes I'll look up people I used to date or... I'll go through days where I really want to know what's going on in their life. Even friends, like I have an ex really close friend that I don't talk to anymore and sometimes I'll just go on her page and I'll look up what's happening with her and it makes me feel weird but at the same time it's also like it's nice but I I don't think it is. Like mentally I don't think it's, it's good and so this kind of weird juxtaposition of of wanting to reach out and wanting to have connection and wanting to find community while also being met with, you know, a lot of people's struggles and a lot of triggering things is, I think, a key aspect of how social media is used by people with personality disorders. So there's a really, really good Reddit page, if any of you guys are Redditors, and it's called Social Media versus Borderline Personality. And I was skimming through some of the comments, and basically the main question someone posed to Reddit was, why do you use social media, and does it impact your BPD symptoms? And some of the people were saying that social media causes them more stress and anxiety, which I can completely understand. Um, I was on TikTok, as I said, literally I've had it for two weeks, and I already came across one video of this girl, and she was saying, do any of you feel like you don't know who you are anymore because you spend so much time on this app? And I was like, I already don't feel like I know who I am in my everyday life. I can't imagine pouring time and energy into an app to get approval from strangers and then also to want to connect with them. It's a very weird situation to be in. Um, This Reddit page also said that 
that some people felt the impulse to post for views or to get likes. Which again makes sense because when you have abandonment and trust issues and you have these walls up where you feel like people don't understand you, which a lot of people with borderline personality have, they feel like they're outsiders or they feel like something's wrong with them, that sometimes when you feel like you find a community of people who understand you, then you feel the need to continue to connect with them. I remember there was a time when I was posting on Instagram every single day at a scheduled time because I looked up, oh, this is when more people see my posts, or this is when I get the most amount of likes and stuff, or this is the topics that I talk about. And it was, it's very easy on social media to continue to cultivate a a persona of who you are. But when you have a personality disorder, that is not all that you are. And I've been to some people's pages and there are also a lot of girls and I don't I don't know if that speaks to the fact that BPD is often a female disease that or disorder that people often think only affects females for some reason. If you want to learn a little bit more, I have an episode about stigma like two episodes back, but it's really strange to me that that when you look up BPD on things like Instagram or uh, TikTok or even Twitter, you'll find millions of posts with hashtag BPD or hashtag borderline personality. And I'm just like, I know that there are not a million people who live with this in my own country of Canada. I'm from Canada and I've looked up the statistics and I know it's not a million people. So who are these people? And why are they using this hashtag? And do they even fully know what it is to live with borderline personality? Or are they just self-diagnosing? And that's another thing that I saw is so many people are posting videos being like, oh, did you know five facts about BPD or five warning signs you might have BPD? And there's tons of comments of people saying, oh yeah, that's how I feel. And this is how I interact with the world, and oh, maybe this is what's wrong with me. And it makes me really sad, because I, before I got diagnosed, I had no clue what was going on with me. I literally just thought that this, this was how I am. And when I got diagnosed, and I got diagnosed a second time, it helped me to realize that, you know, this is how I am, and there's a name for it. It helped me in the aspect of being able to walk with an inner knowing that this is who I am and it's a result of my trauma and the things I've been through in my life, but it doesn't need to be something that that necessarily defines me. But sometimes I see people and they're having their breakdowns on Instagram or TikTok and I'm just like... But that's, that's so sad that you have to reach out to an online community because you feel like there's nobody in your life who will get you. And a lot of the time, I think it feeds into the suicidal tendencies that people have. It feeds into the anxieties that people have. And it, it in a way, makes the symptoms worse, which is something else that the kind of Reddit slash 
um, the other article I found pointed out is that people felt like they were losing themselves in social media. They were losing themselves in this constant barrage of, of people's understandings of what is happening with them. BPD is so unique and so different and just as we look at people with autism differently or we we look at people who have depression and we can understand that it can happen to the most popular person and the most you know socially anxious person bpd is not one size fits all and this is not to say that you can't use social media i'm not a gatekeeper i can't tell you what to do these are just things that I found in my time of being open about mental illness, about being being honest about what it is that I struggle with, I'm realizing that in a way, social media is is a blessing and a curse. It's a curse because it brings out the parts of people that maybe maybe they shouldn't be talking about with strangers. Maybe they should talk to a therapist. Maybe they should talk to their parents or they should talk to their friends, or they should try to find people in their life who can understand them. And it makes me really scared for so many teenagers because I see so many videos of of girls especially talking about how BPD has become one of the hardest things for them and they wish they could check into a psych ward or like making jokes about, you know, having to be sent to a rehab facility or a place where they can get help and I just think that it it creates this reliance on a system that is not built for us. People with BPD, as I talked about in the stigma episode, are often stigmatized by mental health care professionals. Therapists will say that we're impossible to work with. They'll say that, you know, there's no hope for us Or, on the flip side, you find videos of people who say, Oh, I've recovered. I'm in remission. And it feels like a slap in the face to be like, Well, this is who I am, though. Not everybody wants to change. Yes, sometimes the mood swings or the depressive episodes can be super intense. Or maybe you need to do some anger management. But in my my humble understanding... I am a person living with BPD, just as anybody who is living with, you know, autism or ADHD or schizophrenia or anxiety or depression. It is not all that I am. And you see people who make their whole lives, their whole online persona about their mental illness. And I think that does a disservice to what mental illness is because it doesn't need to be your defining feature and it shouldn't be. You are so much more expressive and beautiful and you have so much more to offer the world than simply being a mentally ill person. So there's another article I found. Um, It was called Interpersonal Functioning in BPD and this actually came out in January of this year and it found that people with BPD experience more regret than the average person when posting things. They post more often. They have a high degree of social, of importance in social behavior and in daily routines. And their 
are more likely to delete posts or to um, want to make posts that will get them attention. And that's another thing that I think is really scary for BPD. Because so much of the time we deal with issues of abandonment and trust. And sometimes we can feel like we trust people online. And I think that it's really, it's really a warning sign if you feel like the only people you can trust are strangers on the internet. Because we've all grown up learning, you know, not to talk to strangers and not to tell them too much about ourselves. And there's literally people I see who are posting on social media everything about what's going on at home, all of their traumas, talking about their, you know, suicide attempts or their self-harming and stuff. And it's, it's really intense sometimes especially as someone who deals with suicide ideation fairly often and has struggled with self-harm in my past, it's really traumatic sometimes to come across people's posts. But at the same time, I understand because you're reaching out for help. It's like a scream into the void to try to get someone to pay attention to you, to try to get someone that won't leave you but it's really I don't think it's healthy and I know for myself it's not healthy I spend a crazy amount of time or I did spend a crazy amount of time worrying about comparing myself to other people worrying about how my body looked worrying about how I was and seeing what other people were posting and thinking oh I need to be that honest I need to push myself. I need to, you know, be really honest about my bad days and my good. And there have been so many posts that I have written and then deleted or filmed and then deleted and it feels overwhelming. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, it's a generational gap. Because I, as I said, am 28. I am not a 16, 17 year old. I'm not dealing with high school shit and I know high school shit is hard, especially if you have a mental illness. I can still remember going through a lot of the trauma and just craziness that happened when I was in high school and it caused me to have panic attacks and not even fully understand what panic attacks are. So yes, there is an aspect that helps. There's an aspect that raises awareness that lets people know that they're not alone but I think especially with people with borderline personality you need to be extra cautious you need to be aware of who you're following and why you're following them sometimes we have this tendency to follow people that we admire or follow people that we see as inspirations but sometimes those people are faking it and you might feel like you need to, you know, be as good as them, or you need to be as popular as them, or you need to be like them, but you can't be like anybody else. You are your own self. You are your own person. And 
we really need to start working on building up our self-confidence, building up the fact that we can walk through life and say, yes, this is who I am and this is how I live and this is how I see the world. And it's not a scary thing and it's not super overwhelming and we don't need to live in you know, depression for the rest of our lives, we can experience the positives and the joys and the empathy that comes with borderline personality. But there are going to be bad days. And maybe on your bad day, you don't need to be on social media. Maybe that's something that you need to do. And you need to sit down with yourself and say, why do I keep on going back to these places? Why do I keep on going back to these people? And why do I feel the constant need to continue to post and continue to reach out for connection because it's a big world out there and there are lots of people that feel alone and yes social media is a way to find connection and I will I will never doubt that because I found connections through social media I've found people that I've had amazing conversations with and I've seen their life happen and I've supported them and I think that there's there's a lot to learn about how to be open on social media and how to also not push yourself too hard. Um, if you came here from my TikTok, because <laughs> I made a TikTok video about this episode, that's cool. I hope you'll go back and listen to some of the prior episodes. If you have any comments, please reach out to me. Please send me a message on my TikTok or my Instagram, because I have both. Um, But I don't post as often, because I am a socially anxious, depressed person most of the time, and I can't handle it. And I think it's okay to say that. I think if you're feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling like you're lost in other people's ideas or perceptions, take a break. (laughs) Walk away and just breathe. Just look around you and realize that this world is so much bigger than just a screen and just an online perception of yourself. Yeah. I am so thankful that you're here. I'm so thankful that you listened to this podcast and I hope that you will continue to be a part of this little community that we're building. Um, I got a few favorites of this podcast and it made me really, really happy and I got a few messages from people. So please, if you want to reach out, if you want, if you want to talk, if you have an idea for an episode, let me know because I'm constantly (laughs) thinking about what you guys want to hear and how I can connect even more. So I'm so thankful to have this out outlook or what is it called I don't know you know what I'm talking about um I'm so thankful to be able to do this and I look forward to connecting even more you are amazing you are beautiful and you have so much life within you and I hope that you feel connected to this earth and I hope that you feel like you can I don't know live your life fully and openly see you in the next episode bye